guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin. Sorry, I just like sat down very abruptly, grabbed my glass of wine. I'm ready to talk tonight to you guys. As you all know, on my podcast, I dig in deep to, you know, the highs and the lows of life, the thick and the thin, sometimes infusing my stories and my rambles with history and stuff like that. Tonight's episode is no exception. I plan on actually talking about um, the late Marilyn Monroe tonight, which is always a very interesting story to dive into. Um, I've given Marilyn's life a lot of thought over the years and for some reason today for this episode I was like, you know what, we're going to talk about the late Marilyn Monroe um, kind of as she relates to the idea of seeking escape. I think that there's, you know, this tendency that we have to, you know, kind of immerse ourselves into all of these things that we convince ourselves we need to do and, you know, kind of do anything almost to distract from how we're actually feeling and, you know, what we actually want in this life and all of our demons and, you know, the things that we're scared to confront. Um, So tonight's episode is all about seeking escape. I'm going to be talking about Marilyn um, and also just some ideas that I've had recently and actually even through college um, about the many ways that we we seek escape in our daily lives. And, you know, it kind of gets to the point where we end up extremely you know, worn out and hungover and things like that. So that's what's tonight's, um, what tonight's episode is about. Before I get into anything, obviously, I'm going to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Lola, which is a female-founded company, yes, girl power, um, offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Um, so yeah, I'm actually holding in my hands right now, Tyra Banks style, in my hands, um, a box of tampons. And guys, I have a confession to make. Um, for the past like I don't even know 23 years of my life I guess I have been inserting this is not you know what this is not TMI this is this is human and important I've been inserting tampons into myself every uh, every month into my vagina every month that I don't even know where they came from what they're made of I just do it because that's just what everyone's doing and I, I, I literally just bandwagon it and I just use tampons off the shelf not knowing what I'm even putting into probably the most sacred part of my being you know like interestingly enough the FDA doesn't even need to require brands to disclose like a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products and so most of them literally don't and Lola you know they want to make a change in that regard and they list exactly what is in their in their tampons on the box very straightforward both of which I I feel confident about 100% organic cotton and BPA free plastic the applicator so the tampon and the applicator very clearly listed the ingredients in fine or not in fine print in very explicit print um, which is so interesting you know major brands usually use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products including rayon and polyester and Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals fragrances synthetics or dyes and they make your you know they make your month a bit easier one subscription is fully customizable you can choose your mix of products mix of absorbency uh, number of boxes frequency of delivery it's literally a subscription service so you don't have to you know have that you know excruciating moment where you're in your apartment with your last tampon and you're like oh my god I have to go down and get more and like I I don't know I've always had an issue just buying tampons because like at CVS downstairs there's always a guy at the register and I'm like yep I'm bleeding I'm bleeding out of my vagina so Lola makes it easy and it's founded by women what could be better you know using tampons that are created by women who actually use tampons instead of just you know who knows who in some random place in the world so yeah safe to say I will be ordering my tampons via Lola from now on if you guys want 40% off of all subscriptions on the site as I mentioned they have pads they have tampons they have um, all natural cleansing wipes which is also great all you got to do is go to my Lola so that's my my 
lola.com and enter my code at checkout. That's hello, K-A-T-Y, and you'll get 40% off of all subscriptions. Alrighty, so that is it for tonight's sponsor. Let's get into the rest of tonight's episode. I always say tonight, you guys know, I mean, I'm recording this at night. You're probably listening to this in the daytime. Who knows? Uh, Some of you guys even tell me you listen to my podcast when you're getting ready to go out, which is very, very flattering. Thank you. Usually I blast like very embarrassing um, music when I get ready to go out, like uh, uh, my humps, black eyed peas, like stuff like that. But anyway, you know, to each their own. Um, Okay, so tonight's episode, I want to talk about first before I get into, you know, the whole life of Marilyn and everything that spawned that whole, you know, concept. Um, But the, the initial inspiration, if you will, for tonight's episode came when I was deathly hungover last weekend. Well, I wouldn't say like deathly hungover because I've definitely had worse hangovers in my life, but I was like just feeling, you know when you feel like hungover sometimes and you're just like kind of like sad? You're like, oh, darn, like this day is completely gone to waste now because I'm hungover and all I want to do is lay in my pajamas in my bed and order uh, McDonald's Postmates, which is, I think, pretty sure what I did. I kind of, it's like all blur now. I don't even remember what I ate or if I did eat. I was just like, this is, this day is just ruined. (laughs) I'm also very dramatic when I'm hungover. Like everything is the end of the world. Like every little thing that happens is just a problem. You know, do you ever get in that, um, that mood? Probably. I wouldn't call it a mood. It's like more like a uh, a, a hell, a personal hell. Um, but yeah, so I was I was thinking about how hungover I was. And instead of, you know, totally dwelling on it, I was like, let me get out my notebook. Let me write about this. And just the whole concept of, you know, alcohol courage, why we drink, why we party, why we indulge in all of these things that probably aren't great for us. Like I was talking to friends the other day. And I'm like, guys, like, you know, drinking alcohol, like I don't know the science behind alcohol and like what is even really, to be honest, in alcohol. Um, I just know that I drink it like excessively on the weekends. Great stuff. Uh, just kidding. Uh, not kidding. But, you know, like no matter what way you spin it, alcohol like is kind of, you know, the equivalent of non-lethal, you know, small doses of poison <laughs> that like, you know, delays our senses. Um, there's all this like stuff in like the 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 cortex of the brain and it just impairs judgment you've seen all the commercials everything that tells you not to drink and not to you know do all that stuff um yeah so basically it's kind of like you're slowly poisoning yourself but like it's small doses and people do die from drinking too much like not to make things very morbid here but you know like drinking is it's not it's not like going for a run or being healthy and eating kale it's it's definitely not great for you um but we still do it we still indulge we make a lot of bad choices a lot of bad choices Uh, in my camp at least I've um, dealt with you know my friends myself just kind of either doing stupid things or just doing things that like we wouldn't do if we had our full wits to us you know and so I was thinking about it you know why why do we do it why do we drink like it's it's bad for us you know why do we do it and you know there there definitely are people that don't drink and like power to them like my big in college didn't drink and she was like the coolest person I've ever met like I don't think you know as much as we think it does alcohol drinking and you know being reckless and whatever does not equate to you know being cool but but we still do it and I don't think I drink to be cool these days maybe back in like high school when I was like sneaking in uh, little water bottles and brought into like people's basements and stuff but these days I drink because it's like a way to let off steam people say but it's also a way to kind of distract myself from everything else that's going on in my life you know all these unsolved problems all these loose ends all these things like you you definitely see me you know on Instagram and you see your friends and you see everyone that you interact with on Instagram and on social and even in person and you're like oh they have it all together and then you see them wasted and you're like well wait 
maybe they don't. Um, because there's always something that we're trying to hide or something that we're trying to forget even exists. Like, you know, there's plenty of demons inside of me, things that I will never talk to you guys about, not because I don't love you guys, but because it's stuff that I just, you know, try to forget and try to pretend didn't happen, but it, it did and it comes to bite you at moments where when you don't want it to and it just kind of does and, you know, things happen. But yeah, bottom line, we drink. Why do we do it? And I was kind of, you know, writing about this. I was journaling when I was hungover and I can tell because my handwriting was atrocious at the time, but um, I, I wrote this thing down that I was like, wow, that is, that's good, Katie. Say that in the podcast. Um, why do people prepare for hours? And I put in parentheses and hours and hours to go to a place where the quote unquote unexpected, the magic, the fun can pretty much be expected, but the outcome is nonetheless usually the same every time. You know, why, why do we, you know, have all this hope and all these expectations and like we think that, I mean, for me, okay, for everyone it's different. Obviously, some people are like, I'm just going to go drink with my friends in someone's house and have a grand old time and, you know, play checkers. Well, not checkers, but whatever. Cards against humanity. I don't know. Just like have a nice little girls night and that's like one thing. But I'm, I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about like why do we, and I'm kind of putting myself in my college version of Katie's shoes, like my literally eight months ago maybe a little more than that, nine months ago, eight months ago? How old was I? I don't even, guys, what is the, what is time? What is the year? I don't even know, 2019. Um, I kind of put myself in my college self's shoes for this um, kind of mindset because, you know, I would go literally into disgusting frat house basements and, you know, party my face off while I had a million other things to do and I was running a business for my dorm room and, you know, hoping that I would get a decent job and, you know, I was doing all this stuff and, you know, partying away and, you know, seeing people do stupid things and having gross, you know, people like flirting and it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of like grimy energy, you know, but nonetheless it was fun and it was college and you have to let yourself have a good time and, you know, whatever people say, but like, I did that. I did that. And that was one version of it. And then here in New York, like, you know, I have the occasional wine night with my friends and we do like girly things and whatever, but we do also go out on the town and we, you know, do crazy stuff and it's like all fun and it's electric and it's exciting. But why? You know why? Especially when the outcome is usually the same. I wake up hungover with a good story, but also no closer to accomplishing any sort of goal, you know, but why, why do we do it? And I, I can't be the only person that thinks about this. Like I, I really, I'm hoping here, I always like kind of talk about things in my podcast and I'm like fingers crossed somewhere around or somewhere, someone somewhere around the world feels the same way because otherwise I'm going to be like, okay, I'm, um, I'm alone in this. Um, but you know, I, I kind of nailed it down to some things like it's, you know, not to mention like the increased dopamine, the increased endorphins, like all the stuff scientifically that happens to you when you drink and you party and you do things like, you know, go to cool fun bars in uh, Soho and whatever. Um, but I think, you know, it's like the heightened, like the sensorial experience, the fun, but it's also, you know, every night out, it does tell a story and it ultimately is the closest thing to like a magical escape, you know, that many of us, you know, think we can get because, you know, we see these people on Instagram, those influencers that travel for a living and like have the perfect husband at age like 23. And I'm like, how on earth did you do that? First of all, like, how did you find him? How did you, you know, how do you afford to go all these places? Like, you know, they, they seem to have it all. And I've been through the topic of like, you know, people acting like they have it all together and how, you know, detrimental it is for society and whatever. That's like not really what I'm going to be talking about tonight. It's more like, you know, we see all these possibilities and we know that we may be somewhere deep down, you know, even some of us, you know, obviously are more privileged than others and that de definitely has something to do with it. I'm not going to 
sit here and say that everyone has the privilege to just drop everything and, you know, gallivant to, I don't know, Mexico every weekend or whatever. But, you know, we we kind of have this image in our minds of all these things that would be possible if we, you know, decided to just, you know, put our nose to the grindstone, not indulge in these things that, you know, bring us um, very... Um, what's it called, like in the moment satisfaction and nothing that's too lasting. And, you know, we, we know what that looks like to an extent. We know what that could be. But still, you know, we're like kind of like, ah, oh, well, this is the best I'm going to get, you know, making out with a guy in a grimy fraternity basement um, with a killer, killer, killer uh, hangover on the way because let's be real, the, the drinks I drank in college um, were definitely more sugary, a lot more lethal than the ones I drink in New York, but nonetheless, I still get hung over here. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think a lot of us kind of convince ourselves that it's the closest we can get to magic because any other, you know, more heightened, more, you know, extravagant sort of thing just seems very far off. And, you know, I could sit here forever and be like, guys like you know achieve your goals blah blah blah, shoot for the stars whatever but nonetheless uh you'll see me at a bar next weekend or tomorrow rather tomorrow's friday um doing the same thing because you know it's it's one thing to like go out with your friends totally some people's you know bottom line but a lot of people have a lot of other hidden agendas or things in the back of their minds even if they don't know it they kind of have this hidden agenda as to why they go out in the town why they you know do, do all these things why they you know, distract themselves from all these these problems that they're that they're experiencing. And, you know, the thing is, guys, like when the lights come on, you know, when you when the illuminated frat basement stares back at you in, in the face and you're like, you know, in horror, just like your surroundings or, you know, that sort of thing. Or like you're just in New York and you're like, wow, like, okay, the night's over. I'm going to go, you know, eat pizza in bed and go to bed and wake up tomorrow. Probably not feeling too great. You know, when when the lights come on and everything's illuminated, you know, the just what you're doing like it's it's over and in a lot of ways you know I see parallels you know alcohol courage drunk goggles you know it's just another way that we seek escape from our lives from all the things that bother us you know from the harsh realities the pressure the insecurity you know and I don't I don't think guys that a lot of us know how to relax I don't think a lot of us know how you know how difficult it is honestly to to just chill and not have a hidden a hidden agenda all the time like you know I've talked about it in the past like you don't need to check every box right now or ever for that matter you know your your box checking is up to you don't feel like you need to be you know rushed to like meet a certain deadline for certain you know matters of your life like you know you don't have to have it all figured out and I think that a lot of us you know although we hear the pretty phrases like oh you don't have to have it all figured out kid we still convince ourselves that we do and we get overwhelmed by this. We try so hard to accomplish our goals and get every little thing that we convince ourselves that we need and want. And we can't do it, you know? And I, I'd hate to put it bluntly here, but like it's it's hard. You know, you can't do it all. You can't. And, you know, if you set these huge unattainable goals for your life, you're just going to end end up being disappointed in yourself. Like, I mean, okay, that's a bad way to say it, you know? I'm not saying like you can't dream big, but you you need to be kind of a sliver realistic about these huge goals you're setting for yourself, especially if these goals are goals like get a boyfriend or, you know, have this job that looks nice on paper. 
moral of the story is you don't have to have it all figured out. And a lot of us, you know, have this pressure or feel this pressure rather because, you know, the world is pressure these days. Like just I, I feel it from all angles. And I think a lot of us, you know, just kind of, you know, put up our hands in, you know, surrender and are like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. So give me a vodka soda. Let's go. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So you know, not to say that alcohol and, you know, partying and stuff is the only way people seek escape because there's certainly many different ways that people do, but it's it's my escape. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't want my mom who's listening to this to think that I have a problem. I don't. I think it's a very, very widely used uh, means of escape. But, you know, ter- to a certain extent, guys, I think that the energy that we feel or just that, I, I can't even put it into words, the feeling of just, you know, being in a really fun bar on a Friday night with my friends in a cool outfit, you know, with a vodka soda. Actually, I don't even know why I keep saying vodka sodas. I hate vodka sodas. I drink strictly gin and tonics. If you guys uh, are curious about my drink of choice, always a and t But, you know, to some extent, guys, you kind of feel like a different person, you know, especially at a bar, maybe not a frat because, or maybe, I don't know, who knows, you know, to each their own. I definitely... Actually, you know what? I had a very different sense of confidence when I was, you know, out at college. I like to credit college as like my my uh, golden years after, you know, really, really not having a good time in high school. As you guys all know, I was bullied in high school. You guys know the story. I'll save you that. But, you know, college was my golden years because I kind of I reinvented myself and I felt like a fresh version of myself, someone who, you know, not necessarily could, you know, do no wrong sort of thing, but I just felt untouchable in the sense that I could be exactly who I wanted to be now without without anyone you know bringing me down with the bullying and stuff like that and so I think here in New York it's kind of an extension of that you know when I go out and I am like I mentioned you know like I'm in a bar with my friends wearing a cool outfit you know everyone's singing uh what song would everyone be singing in a bar probably like Mr. Brightside or something at the top of their lungs it's just this like feeling you know that of just like I am a new person or like no one here cares about the last, you know, the the four years of my life that I don't want to talk about or, you know, other little things that that I just don't want to talk about. I don't want to think about. I don't want to even let it slip into my mind because I'm having a good time and no one here knows me. There's some some aspect of, you know, just everyone's in it together. No one's talking about the shitty stuff in a bar unless you're like maybe 17 drinks in and you want to start talking about it. Um, Just kidding. No one drinks 17 drinks, hopefully. But yeah, I think that to an extent, guys, you know, you just... Like I mentioned, you you want to escape, you want to seek escape, and you also want to reinvent yourself in a way, you know, and, you know, people always say that they have, like, a drunk personality, a drunk persona, you know, like, they have a, an alter ego, drunk alter ego, everyone says that, um, my friends and I, like, joke about it all the time, we have, like, different names for our drunk alter egos, and, like, we always talk about, like, our different tendencies when we're drinking and it's just it's funny how like different people are different ways like some people that are usually pretty standoffish are like super touchy and like it affects everyone differently and I don't want you guys to like listen to this podcast and be like I'm gonna go excessively binge drink now that I heard Katie talking about drinking that's not the point of this the point is you know the ways the vices that we utilize you know I'm going to stop saying utilize. A girl at work says I say utilize a lot and now I'm very self-conscious about how I say it and whatever. But, you know, it's it's the, the vices that we seek out to distract us from everything that's hurting our, you know, our, our hearts and our souls. And so, yeah, this is not like a pro binge drinking podcast by any means. But, I you know, I kind of – it relates to this, this story. Um, I promise I'm going to get to Marilyn in a second. I know this podcast, Gin and Tonics and Marilyn Monroe. What an, what an episode. Um, but – 
yeah, so I it kind of reminds me of New Year's Eve because so as you guys know, New Year's Eve, you know, especially in big cities in New York, LA, there's all these, you know, stories and like it just sounds and feels so magical being in New York for New Year's Eve. Um, truth of the matter is I was rushing from like one end of Manhattan to the next trying to like get ready, get my hair done, get my makeup. It was like a whole stress. My outfit, I was like a little self-conscious in it because it was a little bit much. If you guys saw my Instagram, you would know it was like probably the most risque outfit I've ever, or not risque, I guess just like very daring outfit that I've ever worn in my entire life I think um so I was like stressed about that a lot of stress a lot of build-up for a night that was probably you know in my mind going to end the same way that every other night out in New York ends you know with a slice of pizza getting in a cab saying bye to my friends and going home and passing out and waking up slightly hungover so (laughs) that's kind of like my weekend in a nutshell I guess um but so I was kind of like, you know, seeing that coming. I wasn't like, you know, didn't have any huge expectations. Didn't think I was going to meet the love of my life rather because recently I've become a little bit more level-headed about those sort of things. Um, some would say I'm becoming an adult and I'm getting my head out of the clouds, um, so to speak. But yeah, to some that would sound depressing. But you know, it is, it's what life is now. I'm kind of just getting a little bit more sober to the idea that I don't have to force everything. Hence my episode on forcing it and faking it like seven episodes back. But Yeah, so I was, you know, going into the night with, like, a pretty level head, just knowing I was wearing a dope outfit and excited to be with my friends and whatever. Um, So, like, we're getting to the point where it's, like, you know, the countdown, everyone's screaming, like, five, four, three, and there's, like, champagne being passed everywhere. It was, like, an open bar, so there's, like, free alcohol. And, you know, there's champagne flutes being passed back and around, and everyone was just, like, so happy and excited, and there's just all this energy of, like, oh, another year is starting, and, like, as stupid as, you know, New Year's Eve sounds to some people, like, there is this, like, very the very tangible energy that you know passes through the room when people are just like thank god this year is over like that that like sigh of relief like we get a new chapter you know um so yeah that was like kind of what the feeling was like and you know I have some friends that are in relationships some that are recently single some that have been single for probably as long as I have and you know a lot of us we were all just like happy to be together you know my friends with boyfriends you know kiss their boyfriends and um, the others of us were you know all just like happy to be with each other some of us kissed some random handsome strangers you know and I just I just looked around and I was like okay no nearest kiss for me uh, how many years has this been now and I you know you can't help but feel a little bit of a sinking feeling like no matter how over it and for the girls you are you still feel a sinking feeling sometimes like when those sort of things happen and you know I was just kind of like okay so I chugged my champagne like any normal um badass woman would do I chugged my champagne flute instead of kissing anyone at midnight and I was like yeah you go girl you go Katie like stop you know dwelling over guys that don't matter you know cheers to the new you new year new me like I I was you know feeling all these good feelings and then I was like you know this like little sinking feeling you know kind of snuck in you know it always just kind of sneaks its way in and reminds you of all the ways you've ever failed in your life and you know all the things you could be doing you know I, I always say it's like you know sometimes I'm haunted by all of the versions of my life you know, that I'm not living, all the versions of myself that I'm not. And it, it freaks me out sometimes. I'm like, I could be this person if I just did this or if I didn't do that. And it's you, you kind of, you know, even in this fabulous bar and in this fabulous outfit, you know, I was left feeling a little bit like, hmm, darn, <laughs> you know, a little less confident. And so naturally I, I grabbed another champagne flute and me and my friend Sarah, who is recently single, we were like, okay let's go mingle because our our friends with boyfriends were like I don't even know second phase I was like okay bye 
goodbye. Um, and we, we just went around the party and just started making friends. And I think drunk Katie loves making friends, okay? I just, I make so many friends. I wake up the next morning with like so many random people, mostly girls from like bathroom lines that like are texting me either for like advice. I'm very big on like offering free unsolicited advice in the bathroom line. Like I'm very much that girl that like either you love or hate I don't even know um but yeah me and my friend Sarah we just went around and made friends we were like pretending to be like we were making up alter ego like you know and making friends with these these guys there's all these like very very you know dressed up guys and people because it was like kind of like a black tie event I would say and you know we were just kind of you know having fun with these these different exciting versions of ourselves you know kind of on a high of just you know feeling like we were wearing a cool outfit you know like at this cool place we're young we're you know going into what's going to be the best year ever quote unquote and you know we're just trying to not think about all the things that would bring us down and that you know maybe we don't we're not proud of we don't want to speak of we will never tell anyone about you know let alone our you know best friends even like you know there's just certain things that you just are running away from and you know it's it's more exciting to just show this like you know this other side of you this this new version of you and I feel like you know drinking and going out and partying you know it suppresses all the the bad you know to some people it amplifies it some people you know, are drunk criers and, you know, whatever. I, I've never been a, a drunk crier per se. I'm more like a drunk ignorer of everything that is important. Um, you know, have you ever heard of one of those? But yeah, so we were just kind of having, we were having a great time. And I went home, you know, feeling accomplished in the sense that like, yeah, I didn't have a New Year's Eve kiss, midnight kiss, whatever. But like, I was the best possible version of myself. And I met, made so many friends and I just felt this weird sense of accomplishment, you know? And like, that's, that's another reason why I go out. I just feel like I, I I just, it's confidence that I, that I strive for in that sense and in in that environment. And I thrive in environments like that. I just, I'm good. I will say, I will pat myself on the back for this. I'm good with people and I'm good. I know what, what to, you know, talk about and what to say to make someone feel, feel good about themselves. And it's not a shallow or like a, you know, it's not a dishonest thing. It's almost just like I think I really get people, you know, and I, I've always thought that about myself and it just, it just amplifies and comes out even stronger when I'm drunk apparently. So yeah, no, and to be honest, I didn't even wake up with that bad of a hangover. I woke up at like noon, slept in, let myself sleep because I like never freaking sleep anymore it seems. Um, slept in, ordered a Chipotle burrito and laid in bed and was like, ah, hey 2019, looking pretty good so far. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's that's just what I wanted to talk about in the sense of like alcohol courage and, you know, the problems that we suppress by, you know, partying and drinking and whatever your vice may be like that is that's mine. But, you know, other people, people have different things like maybe maybe it's it's drugs or maybe it's, you know, ex-boyfriends or maybe it's, you know, I don't even know shopping. <laughs> I wish that was mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where I was going with that. But, you know, at the, at the root of it, you know. We, we do these things, we, we seek out these vices to seek escape from all of the tough things in life. And, you know, moral of the story here, guys, is like you can do all these things, yes, and it's totally fine to let loose and to have a good time and you shouldn't, you know, waste your whole life, you know, staying inside of that box of, you know, being the good person that never does any wrong because there's no way that you're going to grow without 
doing some wrong here and there and learning because that is you know failure is life's greatest teacher I will always think that and so yeah like go out drink the gin and tonics have fun with your friends whatever but you know when it when it comes to suppressing those things that are bothering you you know you know it's okay it's okay to drink it's okay to break and let loose and as long as it doesn't rearrange you know your character to the point where you don't recognize yourself you know, when, when the escape fades, like, and, and it ends and the lights come on and, you know, you wash off the, the smoke and alcohol, you know, off of your skin, who is left? Like, when you look in the mirror, like, aside from the fact that your mascara is probably running down your face and you look kind of scary, I, I feel like I look my worst when I get out of the shower. I tell everyone this, like, I think I actually look scary when I get out of the shower. But, you know, when all that is washed off and the night is over and done and an ancient, an ancient, like a distant memory, you know, who's left? Do you recognize that girl? You know, wanting to escape sometimes is inevitable, but it's important that, you know, the, the life that we return to is something that we were proud of. You know, maybe we don't have it all together, but we're trying and we're working towards that. And, you know, yes, we can we can seek escape and escapism is not the worst thing ever. But if it's the, the type of escape where you're running away or rather sprinting away from your responsibilities and your problems to the point where it alters your character, that that is a problem. You know, I mean, this is like not glamorous and I hate even talking about things like this, but, you know, in college, I remember certain nights, you know, going out and making poor decisions, you know, hooking up with the wrong guy, you know, getting in fights with my friends, just doing stuff that wasn't me. You know, you're allowed to have mess ups every once in a while and like do-overs are warranted, but I think sometimes, you know, in college, I made some choices under the influence, um, you know, on nights out where I kind of let things go to my head. I kind of let this new, this new identity that I was, you know, wanting so badly because of my poor, bad high school past, you know, I, I was so, so obsessed with this new version of myself and this new person that I was becoming and I could just feel people liking me and, you know, guys for the first time in like ever thought I was attractive and, you know, I had like kind of a glow up, so to speak, I guess, like between high school and college and it was something that I, I don't, didn't really understand until now looking back, you know, I kind of had this overwhelming, you know, confidence just hit me like a wall. I had this like huge sense of confidence to the point where I kind of had a huge ass ego um, in college and I'm the first to admit that I did and it, it got in the way of a lot of a lot of things like some of my friendships um, you know some of my maybe possible relationships that never happened because I was just so obsessed with the idea of being perfect and you know coming across like everyone else wanted me to be you know I don't it's it's hard to say I can't even obviously blame it on other people but you know I kind of at one point sophomore year you know took hold of myself I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like who the hell is this person who the hell is she because she is not the person or a person that first of all my followers would be proud to know or to follow if they saw me at this point this low point this point where I just lost myself and also you know not the person that I even want to be you know I'll say it again like when when the alcohol is washed out of your system and the smoke is washed off of your clothes and your hair and you step out of the shower of life you know who's left who's left behind and are you you know are you proud of that person and also like are you hiding hiding that vulnerable person away you know by drinking and by going out and by 
you know, all these vices and just distracting your heart from what actually is going on and what matters and what you should confront. And okay, so I, I do want to talk about Marilyn Monroe. I promise. I know we're half hour in now. You guys are probably like, did you forget to talk about her? But I think that this is probably a good time to bring it up because, you know, while I was kind of toying with this idea in my mind, this podcast episode idea, um, I've also been doing a lot of research on Marilyn and just her story. I'm very like obviously interested by history, as you guys know. So I was like very into that. And I remember, you know, I think in high school I was researching Marilyn and I remember I, this will always stick with me, you know, the concept of I remember she was meeting with a I think it was a magazine editor or something. Someone was doing a story on her and they were walking around Manhattan. They were like down in the subway talking like literally the subway with Marilyn Monroe, like the most famous person or woman in the world for so many reasons, <laughs> both uh, physical and her talent, of course, but um, I remember the, the photographer slash editor, I forget if it was a photographer or an editor, was saying that no one recognized it was Marilyn because she held herself differently when she was with this with him. Like she, you know, obviously didn't have makeup on. She had her glasses on, you know, not like a signature tight outfit or her signature, you know, bouncy hair and her like very curvaceous walk. She was just dressed plainly and like no one recognized her. Whereas I feel like in today's society, a lot of celebrities are, you know, people see them out and about and they still obviously recognize them. But for some reason, Marilyn completely blended in because she just adjusted her, her way of, acting I guess and she just this was just a a version of her that wasn't the way she was on screen and just you know in every other public facing event and so people literally walked right by her in the subway of Manhattan didn't even know who she was when she was the most famous woman at the time or one of the most famous women of the time and I thought that was just so crazy to me because you know I picture this in my head and I'm like there's no way people wouldn't know that it's Marilyn but you know it's true guys like you know when when everything, when all of the magic and everything is stripped away, you know, what what is left? It's it's just you. And as we know, Marilyn was very troubled. And she, you know, t- some even say like she, she didn't even really truly enjoy many aspects of her life. You know, she was famous, yes, but she was so troubled. And she, you know, it was to the point where people you know fellow actors and actresses knew maybe not the public but people knew like I was watching this um interview with Jane Fonda and she kind of uh reaffirmed the same thing I said like Marilyn just you know she was at the end of the day she was Norma Jean you know wasn't her name Norma Jean that's my grandma's name so well Norma was my grandma's name so I always remember that but you know when everything is stripped off all the the magic and the beauty and the excitement and it's just you're just left with what's left like what is you know what is that and I think to the point you know, Marilyn kind of lost herself towards the end. Clearly, you know, she was troubled. But, you know, I also think she just kind of forgot, you know, who she was. She, you know, could have been a little bit blinded by the fame. And I think, you know, she kind of accepted this narrative that was painted of her that, you know, she was a dumb blonde with a good body and like, you know, couldn't really act, but, you know, or sing. Like, people always said that about her, although I, I just watched Some Like It Hot tonight, and I was like, wow, she's, I, I think her acting is amazing, so I don't know what people are talking about, but, you know, that was kind of the picture that was painted of her, and so I think she kind of, to an, to an extent, kind of just assumed that, that character version of herself and kind of forgot about Norma Jean and forgot about the person that she was underneath. And I think a lot of times we are so desperate to do the same and to kind of, you know, kind of assume this phony persona you know kind of just decide that we are the person that we should be slash people paint us to be and we kind of go off the deep end with it kind of run with it a little too far to the point where 
we ignore you know everything else that's going on with us all of our demons everything that we should probably you know sit down and talk to ourselves about you know like kind of therapy style kind of confront and I think confronting our own demons kind of pointing out what's wrong with ourselves is very difficult for us it's very easy you know for us to point out the flaws in other people and to kind of sit down with our friends sometimes and tell them what they're doing wrong with their life but sometimes you know it is difficult to turn around and tell yourself what you're doing wrong and it's a lot easier to drown those you know those things in a glass or two glasses or three glasses of gin and tonic at a bar. <laughs> Let me tell you from experience. Um, I would say like right now I'm in a pretty good place in terms of, you know, self-discovery and understanding my demons and I'm getting to that point and I really honestly think I'm in a great place now, but I will say sophomore year of high school as I was reflecting on a little bit ago, you know, that was a time where it was really hard for me to confront those things because it was a lot easier just pretending like they weren't happening and a lot of people, you know, it did slide by in terms of my friends. I, I as you guys might know, I you know, made a lot of my best friends sophomore year. So we were just kind of getting into the friendship of, you know, that it, it was like a fresh friendship with all of them. And, you know, I wasn't at the point with them where they could really know that something was wrong, really. And they also probably didn't feel comfortable confronting me after knowing me for like two months, you know. So luckily, these people, I, I think sometimes, you know, yes, you, you can summon the courage within yourself to kind of confront yourself. But also, it does sometimes take someone else sitting you down and kind of showing you in your face what you're doing and like kind of just putting it out spelling it out plainly this is what you're doing and I'm worried about you or like maybe this isn't right for you and I I think that the most courageous most important thing you can do is if you are friends with someone and you know they are struggling in some way even if they will not admit it and they often more often than not will not admit it if they are going through life kind of lazily kind of just you know forever looking around their shoulder at what everyone else is doing and wanting to be like everyone else wanting to fit in so badly you know to the point where they kind of go off the deep end at times and it's they promise that you know it's oh it was just one time sorry like whatever like you know you're gonna make bad decisions yes but if it's something that's reoccurring and like I said if it's something that causes you to lose yourself that is something where you need to sit that person down and be like dude what maybe not dude maybe that's not the way to start off the conversation but like you know just just get to the bottom of it and I think you know it is hard and especially if it is a new friend like I mentioned it's it's harder but it's something that person will never forget and you know I've never heard anyone you know go down as the worst friend in the world for caring too much I mean maybe but like I don't think any friend of mine would ever be labeled as caring too much if anything they tell me that things that are hard to hard to hear when I need to hear the most you know so yeah find you a group of friends like mine they're the shit okay I love them um but yeah you know self-discovery guys is it's not an easy it's not an easy thing if it was uh all of us would know ourselves backwards, frontwards, upside down and be perfect, secure human beings with no need for, you know, any worldly thing. <laughs> you know, it's something that we all go through and it's something that is hard. And I think I do want to read a quote from my friend Bianca. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with this girl, <laughs> so to speak, uh, obsessed with her. She has an Instagram account. Whoa, I just hit the microphone. Oh, did that hurt your ears. I'm sorry. Um, she has an Instagram account. As you guys know, it's Rainbow Salt. I just grabbed my laptop, which is what you heard. Um... So she says something so great about self-discovery and I I could say it, you know, in other ways, but I think I need to say her words because they they hit the nail on the head, okay? So she says, 
See, self-discovery isn't this comfortable, miraculous thing. It can get ugly, it can get confusing, it's gritty, it's hard, it's difficult to confront yourself sometimes, it's difficult to be the person who does things differently, who doesn't settle. But it's the greatest gift you will ever give yourself. It will push you towards figuring out what your own personal version of happiness looks like. And when you grow on your own terms, when you figure out what actually matters to you, and when you carve out your own path, you live on your own terms. You love on your own terms. You become the person you have always wanted to be rather than the person that you always were told to be. And that is beautiful because when it comes down to it, life is about making yourself proud on your own terms. It's about finding a happiness that works for you. Bam. That is amazing. She just gets it. Okay. Um, So yeah, like I think the most powerful part of that besides the fact that, you know, self-discovery isn't comfortable or miraculous, which is true, is um, the last part she said, which is, you know, life is about making yourself proud on your own terms. It's about finding a happiness that works for you. That hit me like a truck because, you know, guys, bottom line, okay, where are we going with this this episode, guys? Um, You know, I'm going to continue going out with my friends on weekends as you guys should too it's like a fun exciting thing we're young whatever but I'm gonna you know do so in a in a way that you know maybe Friday night I'm gonna go out drink some gin and tonics with my friends get low on the d floor <laughs> I hate myself for saying that every one of my friends who ever listens to this is gonna be like Katie cringe stop it um I'm gonna do those things but come you know maybe Saturday morning or maybe Sunday morning because Saturday brunch is lit um <laughs> I'm going to sit in bed and I'm going to write in my journal as I have recently started doing, which I haven't done religiously since high school. And I think that it's something that I just, it was a lost, like college was just probably could have been a lot better if I had journaled more and really just took time to myself to think. And I think living alone has really helped me in that respect. But Sunday morning is is the time where I'm going to sit down and really just connect with myself and think about what I'm doing and think about, you know, where my head should be in the sense that you know I can't get so down on myself every time I go out and I can't you know yes you know there's there's things that are going to happen you're just you're going to feel disappointed sometimes when you see your friends with guys if that's what you want or if you see your friends you know Monday through Friday you know killing it at the job of their dreams and you're miserable at your job or in college you know there's always going to be times where you get that sinking feeling But don't let it ruin you because, you know, self-discovery isn't beautiful and everyone has their own journey. A lot of journeys look a lot prettier on Instagram, but let me tell you guys, like it's, this is all just, you know, all just a chapter. Like every single time you fall down, every single time you have to confront yourself with something hard is just another page in the journey, in the book of your life, you know, towards self-discovery. And I think that, you know, getting to know yourself is probably the best relationship that you will ever form in your life because the relationship that you have with yourself ultimately shapes every other relationship that you will ever have, every relationship with your friends that you'll ever have, with your parents, with your future spouse, your future kids. You know, the relationship that you have with yourself is most important of all, you know, and be selfish and invest in yourself. It's very important and you will never, ever regret the time that you spent with yourself. 
So yeah, guys, I think that's probably a good place to close the podcast tonight. Um, before I do go and uh, you know fully sign off for the week, I do want to play a clip from Jane Fonda, the one I was referring to earlier, the interview um, where she talks about Marilyn because it's something I have not been able to get out of my head all week. And the other history history junkies out there will probably really appreciate to you know the, hear these things. It's very thought provoking. So I'm going to leave you guys with Jane Fonda, and I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye. You know, after class, and it took me a long time to do a scene too, but after class, we'd, we'd go down and go out, and there she was in the street, you know, with dark glasses and no makeup, hailing a cab, and nobody knew who she was. Well, what, what was her, her deal? I mean, you she knew her, you observed her, scared. She, scared was, of what? Was it security no, person? No, it's the, um, the strange thing about celebrity is, on the one hand, she, she knew she was the most famous woman in the world and the sexiest and most sought after. On the other hand, she always thought, this is the day they're going to find out I'm a fraud. Right. And so she, we had the same press Agent, and he would tell me that sometimes she'd be two hours late to a press conference because she'd be literally getting yeah. sick. And, and how, uh, I watched her film Some Like It Hot. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I met her, and she couldn't get her lines. And, and, uh, but I, I, I just remember she walked off the set, you know, where all the lights are there, and she walked off, and as she walked towards me, it was like she was carrying the light inside her. Yeah. There was something so incredible about her she was luminous and as she came up to me and began to talk it was like a tiny little girl